SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five past six it is. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Monday evening. First up, as always, Kukuleto and Fupi has your business news, and this in business today is brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Francois Gruppe says interest rates are likely to remain at 40-year lows for a while longer, mainly supported by expectations for inflation to remain within the 3 to 6% target band for the fourth quarter. He did warn, however, that should inflation be higher than expected, the Monetary Policy Committee might have to raise rates. Shares of Avenge plunged by more than 11% after the construction company announced that its four-year headline earnings per share were likely to fall by up to 10%. Avenge says that the group's two-year order book fell by 6% to just over 37 billion rand. And Mozambique has reduced its full-year coal production forecast by more than 20% after floods cut output in the first quarter of this year. Heavy rains that killed at least 69 people in January also curtailed mining output and delayed rail shipments. Rio Tinto Group, which operates the Benga coal mine in the country, declared force majeure on deliveries from the project in February after rain damaged a rail line. Looking at the market performance now, the JCO share index has ended the day up in positive territory by a quarter of 1% at 41,804 points. The rand's trading at 9.86 to the US dollar, 15.10 to the pound, and 13.07 cents against the euro. Gold trading at $1,301 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $108, and the platinum price at $1,443 an ounce. Thanks, Google. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your transport and logistics business? Could it be the difference between packing and freighting, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank, we know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Eight minutes past six o'clock on the market update. Hilton Tarrant with you till 6.30. David Shapiro of Sassfin joining us. You want me to take over? I, I was about to say, David, you, you're going to do most of the talking this, uh, this Monday evening. I'm going to do very little. Uh, market up quite nicely today. Yeah, it kicked up at the end. You know, we were actually a lot stronger in the early stages, mm. uh, driven up by uh, services numbers out of China. Remember last week, um, Chinese manufacturing numbers surprised us. So I think a, a view starting to build up that things are improving, at least stabilizing. And then the oddest of things is that we get very good numbers out of the U.S. And what does it do? It leads people to believe that uh, um, tapering will come sooner mm. than expected. The market goes down, market under pressure. So... It, it, it's rather perverse. Hilton, in all fairness, I think it's just we've run so hard in America that uh, any excuse to take profits, I think, will be taken, uh, you know, will be followed. So it's more to do with 
a need to cool down rather than is it on or is it off? You know, that, 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 the whole debate, will he or won't he? Uh, that's Bernanke. Will he or won't he uh, taper? So broadly, the numbers coming out of the U.S. are very, very strong. And in fact, there's views almost now that, um, that the economy could grow over 3% in the next quarter, you know, up from this 1.7%. Mm. That said, uh, good news is bad news and bad news is bad news. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you're talking locally, mm-hmm. yeah. Locally, um, um, able story is is causing a lot of comment and debate. Um, you know, the fact that they're raising four billion rands worth of capital. This is equity capital. This is permanent capital. Means mm-hmm. that whoever buys shares now um, has access to profits in way in, into future in perpetuity. So when you raise uh, equity capital is very, very expensive in the long term. And I, think, I don't want to say it's desperate, but I think it was necessary because uh, they couldn't raise bond capital or loan capital, and this is the, the next best. The big question, at what price do mm. they raise it? Um, most of their shareholders are foreigners. I think that's where the selling has been coming from, and they now have to convince him to stay in, and I think they can only do that if it's at a very low and juicy price. We'll hear from Leon Kikinis uh, in a couple of minutes' time. Peter Armitage will also weigh in on on both those announcements by Able today, the capital raising as well as that it is looking to offload Ellerines. And I know you've got some questions <laughs> about that. We'll we'll get to those at about 20 past. The the share price of Able today a real roller coaster. Ending the day five percent better. It was down 13 percent mm. at the start, mm. up as much as eight percent. I speculation that short there may be short covering. You know, the fact that they're actually going to get capital, which will lead to uh, mm. a turnaround there. We might find that, that, that some chaps who are short of the share are deciding, okay, it's enough now. Let's, let's cash in. Or maybe a lot of people went short in those early stages, got caught in a turnaround and decided to cover it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that the share price can hold. Um, other than with support, you know, or short covering. I think on, on where it is at the moment, uh, you know, if, if you read the quarterly update of that, still pointing towards tough conditions uh, in the market. What about the Avenge updates? Uh, headline earnings per share lower by up to 10% losses here at home at, uh, at Greenica LTA. Is talk of external consultants being brought well, in yeah. to your order book lower? Well, I think, I think the, the external consultants were obviously to look at projects and uh, mm. to review the whole operations. And they've, what they're doing is what most businesses are doing now is writing down or impairing uh, their book. And that's probably what they've done um, um, you know, at Avenge. But what it does identify, what it does demonstrate is that it's far too early to get excited about a turnaround in the construction sector yet. And I think those numbers just show it. So just hold off. You know, if, if, you, if you've got this urge to buy shares because they appear cheap, um, you know, there, there's, there's no necessity to do it um, now. Just looking at uh, performance on the market, Discovery almost through 95 rand a share, up 4% today. Very, very strong. Telcom. Uh, up 4% through the 20 rand, and in fact almost 21 rand a share. Redefine International up nicely, Spur still higher today. Mm. Uh, Mixed Telematics still higher, ahead of uh, finalization of that uh, American depository share issue, which uh, is is coming any day now. Yeah, on, on, uh, it's, it's very interesting they're doing it that way, and I just hope uh, Net1 did it a similar time mm. of deal. And it does enable them to raise capital and to raise um, awareness in, in other markets, particularly where they've got something to sell. Israeli companies have been wonderful at doing that. Um, 
I think, I think as far as the others, what you are finding is that the winners are winning. Mm. <laughs> no. The losers are losers. The losers, yeah. 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 Iliad yeah. Africa, a fresh 52-week low, yeah. under three, uh, under four round, 385. Uh, JD Group, under 30 mm. bucks, 28.98. Astropack, six round, 16. Keep going down. And those are the companies that are finding very tough conditions. Uh, Iliad came out with a trading update, mm, which I'm is fine. also disappointing. So, you know, the, the winners may appear to be expensive, but rather stay with them. I saw famous brands now, over 100 rand mm-hmm. a share. Um, yeah, the, you know, you can give all kinds of excuses, but I think until conditions stabilize, until the economy stabilizes and we know where it's going, you know, if, uh, ra- rather be there than, than, than try to find the turnaround stocks. Speaking of winners, our guest in the Market Commentator Weekly feature this week, Sean LaRue, is manager of PSG's Equity Fund. That interview is online at moneyweb.co.za. The equity fund has outperformed its benchmark over one, three, and five years. In the general equity space, over the past year, it's been jostling with Warren of Coronations funds uh, for the top two positions in South Africa, depending on when exactly you measured it. I put it to Sean LaRue that it is rather remarkable that he's re- achieved this outperformance without holding either MTN or British American or Nasperis or SAB Miller or Richmond in recent months. Hilton, you're absolutely right. Uh, they've contributed probably in excess of 50% of the market's performance over the, over the last year. Um, they've stocks we've owned in the past. They're stocks that we like and would like to own again. Uh, we've just felt for a, for a while that, that they're overpriced. Um, and we, we've been fortunate in the sense that our, the offshore stocks, that by, by extending our investable universe, both offshore and outside of the top 40, uh, we've been able to, to more than make up for that. So we've elected to own quality industrial-type stocks that are, that are listed offshore, and we've elected to own um, stocks that sit outside the top 40, quality names that sit you know, more in the mid and, and small cap space. And I think that's one of the benefits of, of being a smaller asset manager is that you know, there are still fantastic opportunities on the JSC, but you know, quite a few of them are, are outside of the top 40. Sean, if I look at the, the, the top 10 holdings in, in the equity fund uh, and those offshore stocks, uh, three out of the four offshore stocks are, are technology companies, Microsoft, Cisco, and, and IBM. Is, is that a sign of the times that we're living in where, where technology is kind of permeating um, all over you know, every aspect of, of our daily lives? Is it a, is it a sign that there, there are very few opportunities on the JSE when it comes to, to technology companies? Or is it perhaps a bit of both? Well, so as you say, there are not many opportunities to invest in technology on the JSE. Um, one needs to be quite careful when, when you invest in technology because, as you know, things change very rapidly mm. um, and are often quite unpredictable. I think one of the consequences of this is, is that uh, some of the best opportunities for us, global opportunities, arise within technology. And through the likes of a, a Microsoft or a Cisco or an IBM, uh, we are able to invest in, in companies that uh, the, they have a, a very strong positioning in the markets in which they play. They're playing in, in growth markets. They're extremely well-managed and most importantly, they generate heaps of cash. They've got fortress-like balance sheets uh, and trade at very attractive multiples relative to the cash they produce and relative to the strength of their balance sheet. So our overall synopsis would be that from a bottom-up perspective, 
um, some of these technology companies offer the, the most attractive returns uh, of all the companies that, that, that we've looked at, and the quality of these companies means that we think that the the risk is, 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 is perfectly manageable as well. Where would you be comfortable if, if you were unconstrained? I asked this of, of Duncan Artis of Alan Gray last week, and he suggested that uh, he'd be quite happy north of, of 50%, uh, perhaps even as close as 70% offshore at, at this point. I think yeah, there we'd fall back on, on where we see the opportunities, and you know I think right now we'd see two two opportunities offshore for for every opportunity we see locally. So uh, we would probably be more comfortable having more than 50% offshore on, on that basis. That's Sean Larue there, the manager of PSG's equity fund. It's 18 minutes past six o'clock. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, African bank investments today surprised the market with two announcements alongside its third quarter trading update. While it says the banking unit's earnings for the second half are expected to be lower than the first, it has announced a 4 billion rand rights issue underwritten by Goldman Sachs, and it's announced that it will sell its Ellerine's furniture retail unit. It bought Ellerine's for nearly 10 billion rand back in 2007. Here's Chief Executive Leon Kakinis justifying that deal almost six years ago. We decided the only way to do this was to actually in, to get ourselves involved in the entire business of, of Ellerins together, as opposed to just trying to segregate the credit piece uh, away from the retail piece. There's far, much, there's far too much risk to try and do that up front. I think that a, a retail business powered with really efficient and, and, um, and convenient and, and cheap credit for customers become, makes the, the retail business very powerful. Um, and I think it actually adds a, a, uh, a benefit to the retail business, which it presently wouldn't have. Mm. So I think that the retail business is quite an exciting part of the business and, and uh, certainly could, should actually prosper from this, uh, this kind of credit technology being applied to it. Well, Leon Kakinis, the Chief Executive of African Bank Investments Limited, joins us. Now, Leon, that was the plan back in 2007. Has it worked out quite as you'd uh, planned back then? Yeah, good evening to you and, uh, and all the, the listeners. Um, it's quite interesting listening to your own voice being played back <laughs> from 2007. Uh, yeah, that, that was our plan. I mean, we did buy the business, uh, and we could only buy the whole business because of the cross-subsidization. In other words, the amount of profit that was made uh, in the financial services, the retailer at that stage was losing money as a retailer. Um, we intended to restructure it take the financial services, which composed the total acquisition price was 9.2 billion at the time, 5.5 billion of that related to the financial services, which has been transferred into the bank. I mean, we haven't been 100% successful in everything we wanted to do, that's for sure, and that's the honest truth. Um, but uh, we're at a stage now where the retail business has been reconfigured to be a business that actually makes profit uh, in most years as a retailer. Uh, this year is going to be challenging given the, the sort of state of the marketplace. Uh, and we think we're ready for the next phase of the strategy around Ellerines. Leon, on the call this afternoon, you spoke about Ellerines as, as being an attractive asset, as a premium asset in the market. Uh, and you also hinted at, at real prospective buyers for this asset. Are there buyers for, for an asset such as Ellerines uh, in the market? Yeah, Ellerines is a has been perceived in the last little while as being sort of all sorts of unpleasant adjectives have been put around Ellerines, but Ellerines is a significant retail group. It's got over 1,100 outlets. 
um, it's 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 got a scale that is you know second really to very few businesses. Um, we wouldn't make an announcement like this if we didn't think that there were there were uh, people interested in in this asset, um, and uh, we are uh, very confident with the with the um, the work we've done to date to unlock value, but uh, not only for the ABLE group, but as importantly for the, for Ellerings as a business uh, into the future. Leon, is this a business that has to be sold in one piece? Yeah, very good question. I mean, there's clearly a, a number of alternatives in 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 this. Uh, Ellering itself consists of six different brands, different market positions. Mm. So certainly, there's a, there's um, there's opportunities in different markets to unlock things in different ways. Leon, the, the 4 billion rand rights issue underwritten by Goldman Sachs, no details on timing, no details on the pricing, uh, and, and those will uh, emerge, I guess, in, in the months ahead. Uh, why? Why the rights issue? There's been a lot of speculation in the market today following the announcement, a lot of incorrect speculation. Why have you and the board decided that this is the right time to raise 4 billion rand? You know, you, you need to take a very long-term view of your capital uh, at the same time, capital is important is an important bellwether for uh, the underlying business to make sure that it is positioned both for growth and also has uh, has a a sense of very strong uh, confidence underpinning the, the business. So we felt with uh, where we were and where we've gotten to and all the and a number of the perceptions that have been around for some time, we felt that it was appropriate to do something decisive. And, uh, and do something bold and uh, get on with it. And uh, from our perspective, we feel that uh, you, we have enough capital in place to see us um, for growth um, into the next few years. And right now, everyone's worried more about risk than growth. But uh, these pendulums swing, and uh, we certainly see opportunities for growth into the future. As far as underlying trading is, is concerned in the businesses, uh, is, is the market better or worse than when we last spoke? I'd say it's slightly better. Um, uh, still, still challenged, but I'd say it's slightly better. Certainly in the last three months, we've seen better collections uh, than we have in the six months leading up to March. So I think... Uh, that uh, we threw the worst of it and in fact moving into a better space it really sets everything up quite nicely for the 2014 uh, period Leon Kikinis is Chief Executive of African Banks Investment Limited uh, Peter Armitage, Anc uh, founder of Anchor Capital joining us now Peter, your take on uh, firstly the rights issue and, and secondly the announcement that, that Abel is looking to sell the, the furniture retail unit Wilson, I think in terms of the uh rights issue. Um, one doesn't know quite how consensus came to bear. Clearly, the, the business is feeling under some pressure. And I would imagine from a Reserve Bank perspective, they're quite keen for them to see them bolster their, their capital a little. I think if you look back a year ago, there was nobody in the market, you know, analysts are covering this all day long, suggesting that the, cap the capital uh, wouldn't be sufficient. Mm. And to put it in context, the business still made a billion rand at the half year um, after tax. So it's, its capital is increasing. So I think it's a safety first approach. I think they uh, they want to make sure that the uh, you know the equity of the business is protected, and for that, shareholders will have to face a little bit of dilution. From an Ellerine's perspective, yeah, I mean from start to finish, uh, not an exercise I think they'd like to repeat. But I think what's important to understand is uh, <coughs> if they get rid of Ellerine's, they'll still be left with 
what they really wanted out of it, which was the, the access to a base of clients that they could fund. And so there's long-term uh, deals with with Ellerines, where African Bank effectively has carve-out kiosks and uh, the ability to finance the book. So I guess it's you know it's clarity about whether they're selling a retail business or retail business with a financing component. I would assume that it's the former. Peter, in terms of that sale, uh, a retail business being sold without a debtor's book, what are you buying? You're buying some leases and you're buying some storefronts. Well, I mean, it, ultimately a buyer would have to believe that you're buying a bottom-line profit. Hmm. So everything that they've been doing is restructuring the business into a format where you know, there's a turnover, a GP, a cost, and a bottom line. And ultimately a buyer would have to believe that that's, you know, price it effectively on what they believe that bottom line could generate. Peter Armitage is uh, founder of Anchor Capital. David, your thoughts? Surely the timing of this could have been better? I don't think they had a choice. Mm. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. If you look at the group of uh, um, furniture companies or furniture stores or retail stores, whether it's JD, Lewis, um, OK Bazaars, which is part of mm, ShopRite, okay you know, just at, at a guess, and I stand to be corrected, I don't think any of those made uh, profits uh, above 10%. So you're in an industry now which is uh, showing profitability uh, of, of sub-10%. So what would you sell it at? On what kind of basis? Also, what has looked next to you? You know, from my point of view, if, uh, if you listen to Jill Marcus, you analyze the economy, it's certainly not showing signs of turnaround. If anything, it's deteriorating. So, um, you know, for, for, from a credit point of view, I'm not sure where growth is going to come from. So I think it's, a, it, it's an unfortunate time for them. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. This business bulletin is brought to you by the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa, the only officially recognized quality assurance organization for accommodation and conferencing establishments. Well, Zweli Maboza, head of tax at CISO in Saluba Gobordo, joins us now. Zweli, uh, SARS has indicated that there will be changes to the VAT registration process. And from the 1st of January next year, there will be three types of VAT registration. Most things stay the same, but there are changes to the voluntary registration process. This is for a startup business, uh, which is looking to tender for a contract. doesn't have any income, doesn't really have any expenses. What changes here? Okay. Good, good afternoon to you, Hilton, and good afternoon to, to listeners of SAFM. Um, the kind of changes that you have, which is going to be voluntary, it's basically looking at the so-called designated enterprise, and there's also also a voluntary registration in respect of certain um, 
taxpayers who are going to have expenditure that is going to exceed $5 million. Mm. Um, that expenditure is the expenditure that where you, you know that you've spent so much or you have a contractual commitment to make the expenditure that will be at that level at some point. So basically that's what this voluntary registration for VET is called, it's called traditional VET registration. That's what this is all about. In addition to that, there's also another type of VET registration that is called fast-track VET, VET registration where you have an expenditure that has exceeded 50000 Um In respect of the fast-track VET, VET registration, what SARS is trying to do is to say we're going to have certain people who want to be registered for VET. They would like that to be done at, on an urgent basis. But SARS is saying that you still have to prove that you have an expenditure of at least 50000 50, But the trick with that is that you're not going to be able to get your refunds. Mm. So we'll have to leave it there. Zueli Maboza, Head of Tax at Caesar and Soluba Gobordo, uh, joining us this evening. This business bulletin was brought to you by the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa, making accommodation choices easy for travelers. Visit tourismgrading.co.za now. Uh, excuse me, sir. The masseuse is ready for you. Ah, good man, Jeffrey. Uh, can you get me two tins of beluga and a bottle of that exquisite French champagne? Uh, sorry, sir, but the kitchen is closed. Perhaps some potato crisps? Warm soda? Sorry, the ice ran out. What? No! Well, what's the matter, dear? What's wrong? Oh, I had the most horrible nightmare. The hotel didn't have 24-hour room service. Oh, no. Don't let this happen to your customers. Help them sleep comfortably knowing they're staying in a star-graded establishment. Visit tourismgrading.co.za to find out how to get graded. Well, it's uh, 6.30 now. Time for Game Plan. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow.